Attention all basketball fans. CMG Sports presents the Posting Up Podcast, where Lucas Boldick, Sean Scanlon, and King Zay discuss the latest news and topics throughout the NBA. So, if you have a love for basketball, make sure you check out the Posting Up Podcast, live every Tuesday and Saturday on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Also available for download on every podcast platform. It's the NFL season, and Hector Vasquez can get you ready to win some money. That's right. Subscribe and follow the All 4 Downs podcast, NFL Picks, on YouTube, Facebook, and on the website, hhwshow.com. Hector Vasquez is the subject matter expert and can turn your losses into win streaks. Tune in to All 4 Downs NFL Picks every Wednesday and get your picks set for each game every week. It's All 4 Downs, a CMG Sports Podcast Network. It's a throwback, and it's a toss, down the sideline, wide open, Smith to Cooley, brilliance from the Cardinals. Space on the outside right, Hayner to the end zone, touchdown Fresno State. Romney tripped, he is going to throw, heaves it to the end zone, and it's caught, touchdown. Pass play, throw to the end zone, into the end zone. Robertson with the deflection and the touchdown. Martinez steps up, throws. Oh, what an interception! Oh my gosh, DJ Graham. Welcome to All Four Downs, part of the CMG Sports Podcast Network. I'm Joe McGuire. We've got a lot to dissect this week, including has anybody seen Clemson's offense? Nowhere to be found. Plus, a loss on defense has them Tigers even more exposed uh, after dropping in the rankings along with Ohio State after last week's victories. We'll preview lots of games, including Clemson and NC State. Miami's going to be without De'Aaron King. We'll tell you who won't won't have their starting quarterback playing this week. Plus, Penn State versus Auburn. That SEC referee crew did all they could to help the Tigers in Happy Valley. Jace Garcia, Ovi Muniz, can you guys believe that happened on national TV? And the only thing worse, I'll tell you about it in the final whistle, has to do with the U.S. Supreme Court backing up. The SEC. Everybody's <laughs> helping these guys out these days. Good Lord. Everybody but the own referees. <laughs> I mean, how did you go from second down to fourth down? 
I don't I don't understand. And for them not to go back and review it to make sure they had a proper down. Um, I mean, look, Penn State head coach was just giving the hand and arm signals, third down, third down. And clearly they were not paying attention to him. So luckily enough, um, Penn State ended up winning the game. But what would have happened if they would have lost? Because every down counts. Am I yeah. right? I, I feel it's – this is just another year for Auburn. I feel like year after year there's two or three of these games where we're – especially with Auburn where we're talking about the coaches and, and everyone's got to – everyone says after it, they, they're just down the street from the, the head of the SEC, so it makes sense. And, and I mean, it kind of does. All these weird little calls – Year after year, trying to get Auburn going, uh, it's it, it is very weird, especially since it is a recurring thing. I mean, if it was just here and there, you you can wipe, you can brush it off your shoulder. But year after year, SEC officiating making calls towards Auburn, some sketchy there. Look, but SEC, it was their turn this weekend. They made some bad calls, but you got to wonder: it's just not SEC. All the referees, even in. All over sports, man, they're making so many mistakes. I mean, we could look at baseball, umpires not knowing the strikes or balls and strikes, referees calling all kinds of fouls in the NBA. Then you got football that they're just throwing flags. We don't even know what's really an official pass interference, right? It's, I mean, it, it seems like referees dictate everything. It's but a very enough, subjective penalty at this point. <laughs> it really know? is. Luckily enough, Penn State, well-deserved. They deserve the win. And I told you from the beginning, once they they got – look, Penn State is a team to reckon with in the Big Ten. They're having a comeback season. They started off rough last year. I give mad respects to Penn State, and I think they're going to blossom even more as weeks to come. But, man, we are so lucky that we're not having this conversation on how the refs screwed Penn State. Am I right, Joe? Oh, my goodness. Uh, it's it's fortunate that it worked out. But, again, I mean, it just it, – it, it does seem like, uh, again, even just looking at your top 25, everybody uh, is doing everything they can to make life easy for the SEC. We're going to talk about my top 25 later. We're not, we're not going <laughs> to go there yet. But <laughs> I want you to dissect it real quick, and then after my explanation, you'll see why. Okay? But, hey. Follow us on, on All Four Downs on Facebook. Follow us on YouTube. Subscribe to our channel. Leave a comment. Let us know, you know, how do you feel about these games coming up? We're definitely going to have our predictions. We got our picks, the spreads, and the over-unders. So, by all means, please share your thoughts and, and, and everything else. And once again, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. And also, visit CloverCrestMedia.com. And more news that's a follow update here. Clemson lose defensive end Tyler Davis to injury and running back Lynn J. Dixon transfers. Um, so he's no longer with Clemson. He's on the transfer portal. Uh, he was the backup for the last three seasons and he's still not getting any playing time and he feels like he's being disrespected. He's going somewhere else for one more year. Um, also Clemson, as you mentioned, Clemson, Ohio State dropping the rankings. But I got a question for you guys. Ohio State, do they really deserve to be dropped the way the AP did to Ohio State? I mean, they lost to Oregon by a touchdown. Okay. It was a close game all the way. 
But do they really deserve to drop all the way down? And what is it, 10? Or maybe they're not even in the top 10. But compared to Clemson, I think Clemson deserves to get the boot, not Ohio State. What do you think, Jace? Well, I think neither one of them are. I mean, at Clemson, they have a solid defense, lost a big component for the rest of the season. And but and uh but but DJ Uyunglele, I I I at first I thought it was play calm, but now he's just he's just struggled. So I mean, they obviously have their strength in that defense and, and they got weaknesses all over the offense. With Ohio State, they, they do have the best wide receiver core in all football, but they're young everywhere else. So both these teams, they aren't where we all where they usually are. So I do think they deserve to be lower than than they are right now because because really though Ohio State, yes, they're still winning. They're winning, but they they beat Minnesota after their best player got injured after Minnesota's best player got carted off the field for the rest of the season. Tulsa, you put Tulsa up there as a key as a big win. It's not a big win. Tulsa isn't good, so I, I'm just not impressed with Ohio State. Neither one of these teams, I, this is a team. Neither one of these teams, I, I can see just sticking through the whole season, getting it done, finishing what they have to do. They're all all these teams are too young, and they're going to make mistakes. And we've seen that multiple times. Luckily, a lot of time they've been able to bounce back and figure out ways around it. But when you go up against those tougher teams, when Ohio State meets that Penn State or that Iowa, when Clemson, I even think they're going to struggle with North Carolina and Miami. Yeah, but we're talking but, about the future. No, we're I'm talking saying, about right yes, now. I get it, but they they haven't shown me anything impressive. They haven't shown me normal Ohio State football. They haven't shown me normal Clemson football. This is a step back. This is why they're not top ten. I don't know where Look, I, I can understand what you're saying right there. Clemson's not playing. They're not showing any type of offense. That I understand, right? But Ohio State are still scoring touchdowns. Their offense is still a threat. And I mean, look, again, it was a big battle between them and Oregon, but Oregon was due. Oregon was a better team. But do they deserve to be out of the top 10? That's all I'm asking, right? And I talk about Penn State. They will play Penn State. They will play Michigan. They will play Michigan State. Those other teams are on the rise. We will get to see those games to see how Ohio State is. And if they lose, of course they're going to get bumped. But as of now, I still believe Ohio State should deserve to at least be in the top six, right? And no. Clemson should be out of the top ten. Listen, there are eight 3-0 teams that are ahead of Clemson and Ohio State in the AP top 25. There's also eight 3-0 teams from 11 to 25. So you're where you're at because you both lost the game. I don't care how close the games were, you have a loss. That's you, how this works. That's how this works. To a ranked team. That's you're how not this works. Ranked team. That's how this works. And mm-hmm. this isn't last year's Clemson team. And it's not last year's Ohio State team. You're so right. you get you get you get nothing for Justin Fields. You get nothing for Trevor Lawrence. You get nothing. Clean slate. Neither one of those teams is nearly as good as they were a year ago. Both of those teams are very flawed, and both of those teams might very well lose again before this season is out. So before we prematurely start putting teams where they don't need to be, let these mm-hmm. teams earn it. 
the teams that are ahead of them, the eight teams that are undefeated at 3-0 that are ahead of them, have all outplayed them. Plain and simple. It's easy to say that those teams right now, Cincy, A&M, Penn State, Iowa, Oklahoma, Oregon, Georgia, Alabama, are all better than Clemson and Ohio State. I would argue Notre Dame is better than both of those teams. I might even say Ole Miss is is Maybe. as good or better than those teams. And everyone knows how I feel about Coastal Carolina, but that's for another time. Point being, listen, we spend so much time. We spend so much time. Again, I don't care about Ohio mm-hmm. State. I don't care about their history. We're not, and we're here's the other thing. I'm not judging you on how you're going to do the rest of the year against the Big Ten. I don't care. This is a week-by-week poll. If you win and you win impressively, you move up. If you lose or you skate, you're either going to stay or you're going to drop. That's how this works. Meaning that if you win and you barely win, you can still drop is what you're telling me. If a team that's behind you outplays Mm -hmm. you, if they blow their competition out of the water, yeah, why wouldn't they move up? Okay, so this I'm is a this. listen, right? This is a week by week poll. You're of, right. It, it can you know, it, it amazes it, me. I'll tell you what, it amazes me how unless teams lose, it's like the same exact poll. Yeah, it would be the same poll otherwise. That's stupid. You need to reward teams that that play well. Teams that beat the crap out of their opponent should move up. Well, teams that play well against a subdivision team doesn't should not be recognized or move up just because they're undefeated until they play an actual real team. But they're not going to, and you know and this. They will. This the, you make the look same. At the you make the you same schedule, lousy argument each and every this, week. No, 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 no. You want friend. this I'm to sorry. stay the way it is because that's the only way Georgia ever is going to stay in the top five <laughs> is if we consolidate. Oh. I get it. I get Don't why you feel that way. Georgia, knowing that Georgia Again, is do, the best do, team right now. Ov, do you think if Coastal Carolina or Liberty oh, or any of those teams, do you think if any of those teams no. could get a date with no. Alabama, they wouldn't take it? They're going to lose. What? The, what do you think they did last Saturday? Everybody in the SEC loses to them. Why wouldn't they? What's the Coastal difference? Carolina barely beat Buffalo, and you're going you, to hold on. You want to you want to reward the old misses oh. and Georges of the world that are going to lose to Alabama, as if I mean Coastal Carolina's got just as good a chance at losing as any team in the SEC does. Man, that's even ridiculous. Wants to know what kind of Kool Aid are you drinking there? I want to see that Kool Aid right now. No, I get what Joe's saying. I get what Joe's saying. <laughs> but I, 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 I've been defending the, you call them subdivisions, whatever you want to call them, the non-Power 5 schools. He, Joe's right. They, they will jump at an opportunity to play these teams. Okay, And, and so. they, if they get smashed, they get smashed. But they haven't gotten smashed yet, so we don't know what's going to happen. I'll tell and you I'm going to ride with them. I'll tell you what. With Central Connecticut State University, Goes over to Miami and beats Miami. I will take your advice. I will take all the undefeated teams and put them in the top five. And whoever won loss or get kicked out of you the top what? 25. Make all the jokes you want, but not for nothing. Central Connecticut State University couldn't ask for a better situation to be playing Miami in. And if right. ever there was a day right. that Central was going to beat Miami, it's this weekend. Derek King busted up with the shoulder. This is their best chance. I hope it happens. 
<laughs> hey, you know what? New Brenton, Connecticut will be celebrating uh, a, a, a win no matter what. They'll treat it like a championship because you're right. Uh, Derek King was more likely not going to play this weekend, and their next opponent is CCSU. But Miami has a backup quarterback that is from Connecticut, and his name is Van Dyke from Glastonbury, Connecticut. And last week we mentioned is a about first name, or is his name Van Dyke? Tyler Van Dyke. That's his name. All right. All right. That's a weird name. Van Dyke. I know. Hey, right? That would be a Dyke? badass name. Hey, Van yeah. Dyke. Yeah. Anyways, he has an opportunity to make presence and make UConn look bad because UConn, who is independent, not able to recruit well, and he didn't. They didn't never looked around their backyard. Not only him, but the backward quarterback from Clemson, who's also from Connecticut. So it'll be and interesting Kentucky to see starting Connecticut stars. Well, funny so, you say you say they're not looking in their own backyard, as if UConn doesn't see these guys. They UConn has a zero <laughs> percent chance of signing a guy like Tyler Van Dyke. Hmm. Zero. Yeah. That kid. That kid coming out of Suffield Academy, living in in uh, G Town here uh, in in the Hartford Burbs, that kid wouldn't go to UConn unless he blew out his both ACLs, and then only he go play like UConn we- for a year just to get in the transfer portal to go somewhere good. He'd be looking like Indianapolis coach quarterback Wentz, right? There you go. <laughs> there you go. Oh, talking about quarterbacks. <laughs> Joe Cone is this Cone or Cohen? Cone, Cone. There we go. North uh, Notre Dame's quarterback will face off against his old school Wisconsin. That that will take place this Saturday at Chicago Soldier Field. That will be a uh, number uh, rank twelve to uh, rank eighteen. That's going to be a fabulous game. And also, Texas A&M versus Arkansas is the game of the week. Man, I am so excited for this weekend. It's going to be nothing but. Spectacular games every, every three hours is going to be an awesome game. But the one, one team, the one school that I'm curious about is Oregon. Can't Oregon stay undefeated this year? Can they run the table and become national champions? I'd like to start with you, Jace. How do you feel about this schedule? Uh, I mean, I, I'm going to say yes. Or Oregon has to because I'm a Pac-12 guy. Did they have to represent the Pac-12 in the – since the Pac-12 just shot itself in the foot with Arizona State and UCLA last week. Uh, That that UCLA game is going to be big. I'm not too worried about that Stanford game. Stanford had that win against USC, but, I mean, we saw the fallout of that with Clay Helton getting fired. Stanford, they're not a great team. I expect Oregon to get it done there. Colorado, they they looked terrible last week. They look. They have a solid defense. That offense is going to struggle against this Ducks defense, so that might be an interesting game. But other than that, I, I think they they do and they should go undefeated. But I can see a Colorado, a UCLA. Uh, I mean, my Utah Utah. I don't think it is on the road for the Ducks, so maybe. But no, I, I, it, they have some tough games. They have those sleeper Pac-12 games that that could catch them. But I, I hope they don't get it done just for the sake of the Pac-12 having representation in the uh, college football playoff. But that defense is for real. 
the that run game, both their running backs, Verdell and Die, are are so complimentary and such a fierce one-two punch. I, I expect Oregon to go undefeated and make some noise in the college football playoffs. So I, I think they will, but I would not be surprised if they, they lose a heartbreaker somewhere in the middle of the pack there. All right. I will tell you where the heartbreaker is going to happen. It's going to happen against the Beavers in that civil war uh, at the end of November. It's going to be so unbelievably unfortunate. I'll tell you what. uh, I know right now everybody's loving the Ducks. Boy, the Beavers look pretty good. The offensive line so far so good. Nice running game. Defense has been uh, making a lot of plays in the backfield. I think uh, it would be... Again, just one of those beautiful Pac-10, Pac-12 kind of moments where uh, where your little brother knocks you out at the end, sort of like we saw last year with uh, with UCLA. Yeah, I agree with you, Joe, because they're playing Washington, Washington State, and Utah with three medio- uh, mediocre teams this, this season, right? And by the time they hit Oregon State, they may be too comfortable being undefeated that Oregon State may crush their dreams and kick them out in the college playoffs. So it might be a repeat of last year. But, hey, uh, they did lose last year 41-38. to 38, And as my boy Hector Vasquez, who has his show, the NFL Picks in all four downs every Wednesday, you want to check that out. He believes that Ducks will beat the Beavers 45-41. I'm sorry, my friend. But if Oregon is undefeated all the way through that game, and Oregon State is putting up the numbers, Oregon State is going to have another another mishap for Oregon. I'm telling you that right now. So what he says, Beavers. Man, I don't understand what he's saying. I think he's just as confused as Joe when it comes he to He was right when he 25. said the Ducks were going to beat the Neavers. Oh, that's the Neavers. Oh, that's yeah. a different team. My different bad. team. My yeah, bad. They're not going to beat the Beavers. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> So here's my top 25. I'm focusing on the top six right now. Three SEC teams there. One of them is going to lose this weekend. And I would tell you in our picks later on to see which team is going to actually lose. But uh, as far as the SEC is concerned, we already know that only one of them is going to finish in the top four. And that's going to boil it down to maybe Alabama and Georgia. And whoever wins the SEC championship will book the other. I don't foresee that we're going to see two SEC teams in, in, in the playoffs. I really don't. Um, o- Oklahoma is hanging in there. I'm not impressed with Oklahoma, the way they're doing things there. Um, they, they're not the same power team as I saw them last year. Uh, Jay, you, you agree with me? Yeah, the, that defense just isn't there. Uh, I, I do I, – I don't know if they're four, though. I mean, I, Oklahoma's so weird. Like, I – did they play down to their opponents? I don't think they're going to make the college football player. But one thing that's really shining, standing out to me on this list, LSU, bro. I I, I don't know. I mean, I, I get it when you said the week after the UCLA loss, it's just one one loss, so I'll keep them in. But after UCLA fell against Fresno State, that just makes that loss work look even worse and i don't think lsu's looked impressive look man so, when lsu's uh, playing sec team which more valuable than just ucla you're gonna see the difference this weekend as they play mississippi state so i'm telling you right now i'm gonna tell you right now who my who i'm choosing lsu's beating mississippi state this weekend so 
Well, I'm telling you, but we're going to get there. Um, but I like Penn State. I like Penn State. I got them up at number seven, and I can't wait till Ohio State and Penn State play each other. Uh, I am favoring Penn State to win. Uh, I'm not really sold on Michigan. I like every time I see Michigan, like I feel like I'm watching my New York Giants on Sundays. Like, oh my God, what are they going to do? Oh my God. You know what I mean? They don't have that drive as you see Penn State always pounding the ball and just hitting you in the face all the time. That's the type of football I like to see. Um, and then Coastal Carolina kind of disappointed me this weekend. They really did because they played against Buffalo. They had a large margin. They didn't even cover the spread. I lost that Yeah, game. you know, I'm not for nothing, though. Buffalo is actually a really good football team. They're um, a good running football team. You're absolutely right. Yeah, they're a good football team. And, uh, you know, listen, you can control the time of possession and you have a decent enough defense. You can hang with anybody. There's a few games that we're going to preview in a little bit where I think that's going to be uh, a big part of it, especially against the spread where you've got some of these teams that throw a lot and they don't really stay in the field a lot. They will score, but they're facing some of their toughest defensive challenges, especially on the, uh, against the run. Uh, you, you're going to have some sort of a stalemate there. So right. it'll be interesting kind of getting into some of these games because uh, that's that's that seems to be kind of the theme of the week here. Right. Well, hey, I'm not the only one that had three SEC t- on there. We had uh, Jace. Yeah. Oh, he had my back on that. Well, Bama, Georgia. Well, Jace is always smoking the Texas A&M <laughs> crack. Always. No, that D-line's for real. But first, oh, it's no, not for real. You know whoa, it's whoa, not. Whoa, time, time. That's Every like, time Jay says that this is for real, you got you know to right. the other right. team. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But this D line's amazing. I'm Go not for- wrong. You know. You're not wrong. You're but not this wrong. time you this are. Is, I swear. This is going to be the moment. This is going to be the moment that changes. Hey, that I crying wolf. Oh, the wolf is not here. Mm, that's big Jace. Go ahead, Jace. Hey, also Desmond. Like, there's been a lot of moments I've said people are for real. So, uh, <laughs> let's be real. Speaking of Desmond, he's admitting all this. Guy That's good. I said was for real. Desmond Ritter, number four, leading Cincy. They got their biggest win of the season. It was a close one. They're still the best team in the state of Ohio, and they are a true playoff contender. That's why I've been number four. Okay. Well, I tell you what, man. True. True indeed, you know, we're going entering week four, which is going to be a big difference maker. Uh, more, uh, how you say it, some teams, we got some ranked teams going against each other. And we also have a start of conference play, which is pretty awesome. And we're going to see the separation after this week and weeks to come. Uh, but speaking about separations, as of right now, our early awards that we need to look after. And it's those Heisman hopefuls that people are not mentioning yet. We're trying to get ahead of the game. Last year, Grayson McCall was mentioned, but didn't make the top of the list. Uh, but he is back on the list again. Uh, we don't see Spencer Rattler, but then again, he hasn't been playing his A game. But these are the top four right now. Grayson McCall from Coastal Carolina. Jake Hayner from Fresno State, who's having a fabulous season. Surprisingly, Will Rogers from Mississippi State. I mean, he's throwing the ball out there. And former Oklahoma Sooner, Tanner Mordecai is playing at uh, SMU, and he's having a one hell of a season. Can these four guys maintain their status for uh, the run for the Heisman Trophy? Anybody else that you guys could think of that should be added to this list? 
Well, the, the, the two favorites right now got to be Bryce Young out of Alabama and then uh, my, my boy Desmond Ritter. Uh, so I, I think those are the two favorites. I, I love this list. Will Rogers, he with the Mike Leach uh, air raid offense, whoever the quarterback is, is going to throw up yards. So uh, hit, I, I like him there. And Tanner Mordecai, SMU, la- last couple seasons with Shane Bouchelle coming from Texas. They're just living from these top-rated QBs who can't win a starting spot in, in, a, in the Big 12. So now Tanner, Tanner Mordecai, he last year for a couple weeks he beat out Spencer Radler. But then comes back, doesn't get it done, goes to SMU. So I, I like SMU, what they're doing there with their QBs. Just get the guys that aren't starting. Now you say Bryce Young, but he's not putting up the same numbers as Mac Jones or, or Burrow from LSU. Uh, so that's why he, he hasn't been there. He's just an average guy. Uh, and especially that Alabama offense is a mix of everybody. So – you look at the stats, man. Look at the numbers. It is not compared to Mac Jones of last year. Oh, okay. But I mean, Mac Jones was something special. Joe Burrow was something special. I mean, they still were putting up the stats even when they were special because they're special. Like, right. Yeah. Absolutely. People, listen, listen, I, I, people still forget right how good Mac Jones actually really is and that it wasn't just Devontae Smith. That it was, you know, uh, this guy's hitting at 74% of his passes in the NFL after completing 77% of his passes at Alabama. And I, you know, look, I, I've heard the argument, so Max just throwing short passes. Yes, and he's throwing it to his own teammates continuously, unlike most of the rest of the league. Uh, both Trevor Lawrence and Justin Wilson, five picks each. So... Let, let's stop pretending that you could just show up at Alabama, go 14 and 0 and be the, you know, come in third in the Heisman. That's uh that's not how this works. Hey, so hey, Ovi, you want to know what makes Bryce Young special than the other two? First three games, no picks so far. None of the other two have done that. And he's still okay. putting up monster numbers. So that's why he Yeah, but when you say monster right. numbers, and I looked at the stats, 800 yards, they're not there these? compared to Jones or on Burrow from LSU is what I'm saying. And Tua, that's all I'm saying. He's 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 good. Maybe he'll be better in the next couple of weeks. But as of right now, those other four quarterbacks are outshining him. That's all I'm saying. And Joe's right. Just because you're in Alabama doesn't mean you're always going to get looked at as a Heisman winner. All right? But speaking about just quarterbacks, let's look at some running backs. Kenneth Walker III from Michigan State. He is a former Wake Forest guy. He also went there as a transfer. You got Mattel Durant from Duke, Blake Corn from Michigan, and Zach Charbonnet from UCLA. I like that guy. Zach Charbonnet, yep. that dude is explosive. Uh, and he is a former Michigan. How about that? So Dude, uh, I guess Blake Corum is, is actually happy that he took off. But um Dude, yeah. Charbonnet killed the Wolverines. It was that army game. Two years ago, when it was closer than a lot of people thought it would be, Harbaugh just stopped giving the ball to Charbonnet, and then the rest of the season just slowly deteriorated. Next thing you know, he transfers, and then they have that mess that was last season. This is the man that killed Harbaugh's hopes and dreams at at uh, Michigan because Harbaugh would not play him. Charbonnet's a stud. Uh, hopefully, I mean, Michigan 
Corum's also really good, but I don't think he's a Charbonnet. Uh, okay. I mean, they, they're getting back on track, but Charbonnet is a beast. I love this kid. All right. And then uh, let me see. The wide receivers, Devin Thompson from Utah State, Calvin Austin III from Memphis, Kayshawn, um, I want to say his name is Boot or Boutte, something like that. Don't know him very well from LSU, but I like tight ends, man. And Lucas Crow from Pittsburgh. Uh, he is a former former Florida Gator. Uh, he's a senior year tight end. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up with the New England Patriots come the next draft because you know they love tight ends over there. That's the man right there. All right. I'll take your word for it. All right. And then, of course, I got to laugh, okay, because UConn is a type of team that their defense will always stay on the field. I mean, we all know that UConn will get shut out. All right, that's, you know, it is what it is. But Jackson Mitchell leads the NCAA in the most tackles. All right. So linebacker from UConn, would he be on that list two weeks from now? Absolutely not. But it's good to know that they got one guy that actually could do the job right. He could tackle. Uh, BJ Ojulari from LSU, defensive end. Awesome guy. He leads in sacks. Justin Wright from Utah State is also another linebacker. And Jermaine Johnson, the second from Florida State, defensive end. That dude is a beast. Uh, Saturday to say he's with Florida State, but we do recognize him as one of the best defensive guy. I can see him in a potential run for the Chuck Benarik Award, which is the highest award for a defensive player. So we'll monitor this list and see exactly if these four guys remain there on top. And then... Let's head down to our week four college pick'em standings. Yeah, so let's do, do a close-up. And I would like to congratulate myself. I really do. I want to congratulate myself because not only that I'm tied in first place, but I predicted that Joe would be 60% victorious this weekend, and he did. He finished 6-4. and four. I want to say congratulations to Joe. For a job well done, and I'm so happy I predicted that he will hit the 60% mark. Congratulations, Joe, and thank me for confiding in you. Yeah, thanks for believing in me. Uh, I've got more more where that came from. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I'm not making any prediction about you this week because I am predicting that I will win this weekend. I will, and I'm aiming for 90%. I'm going for proficiency now. I'm aiming for 100, so that's why I'm going to win. You're never going to hit 100, Jace. All right? You already started off on saying that that you're for real this time. Just say that you're for real. This week, 100% this week. Let's go. I'm going to make you guys 100%. Here we go. Vegas is going to be calling me saying, how'd you you know this? I had this picture for Joe because this is how he looked like trying to get that 60%. (laughs) But I think this has got to be you, Jace. This is you now. <laughs> nah, because when you when you do that, when you're thinking too much, you overthink it. You overthink but it. No, I'm just going right. to be relaxed. Well, okay, well, let's go straight out picks right now. Notre Dame versus Wisconsin. I am picking. Oh, I got to get my nose. I don't want to call the wrong team here. Okay. I am actually going for Wisconsin this game. Uh, I don't know if Joe, I'm sorry, Jack Cohn will be able to last against that Wisconsin defense. 
He has been he is the quarterback out of all quarterbacks in NCAA. He has been sacked 14 times, and we're going to week four. Can he last against the Wisconsin defense? I don't think so. And I think um, Graham Mertz uh, is going to do something fabulous with that team. Wisconsin also has is prepared. Okay, they did lose to Penn State 16 to 10. They're going to take that game. They're going to turn it around. And Notre Dame is going to pay the price. Wisconsin wins. Joe? Uh, yeah, look, Notre Dame is a shaky 3-0. and uh, Not only is uh, Cohen dealing with injuries, uh, he's, he's going to, once again, his blind side will be by their third-string tackle. So that that's not great news for Notre Dame, uh, who's also been pretty shaky against the run. Wisconsin, that's their bread and butter. They've run the ball 113 times in two games. However, they don't have a home run hitter on that team. I think Notre Dame pulls it out. I take Notre Dame, given six and a half. I, I, I'm glad that you made this a pick, not a spread, because Notre Dame, they, they just love to play teams close so far this year. And I think this is going to be – I think Notre Dame has no business – winning this football game, to be honest. But I think they're going to play it really, really close. I, I do think Wisconsin comes out ahead. I think Graham Mertz gets right this game and doesn't go to form, doesn't become like a stud, but he gets – he shows a little bit of what we saw in their first game last year. Uh, I think he lights it up. I, I That run game, Wisconsin, there hasn't been like one big running back that Wisconsin that we're used to with Wisconsin. Uh, they've been really uh, just all over the place running different guys, and it's been working. I, I do think someone might stand out here. I, I think it'll be a big game. I think Wisconsin brings it. That defense is smothering. Jack Cohn's going to have a hard time. The offense is going to might be a little shaky, but I do expect them by the second half to get things going, and Wisconsin pulls out ahead to get the win. Okay. All right, here we go. LSU versus Mississippi State. Uh, I'm sticking with the SEC on this one. Nice. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Fair enough. LSU well, will defeat Mississippi State. Man. Listen, the joke. So I'll, I'll take the joke to myself. It's all right. LSU has uh, had more than a dozen players out, COVID and whatnot. Mm-hmm. They're scoring 36.7 points a game. And about 400 yards. Pretty impressive so far. Max Johnson, their quarterback, 11 touchdowns, two picks. Meanwhile, at Mississippi State, defense has given up 31 or more points in two out of the three games. Uh, tough to think they could stop this caliber of offense. Take LSU on the road. Not so fast, fellas. I'm going Mississippi State. I'm going Will Rogers. And this is going to be where I pull ahead and get that dub because the bells will be ringing for the Mississippi State Bulldogs to get the win over LSU. And because LSU, I mean, they had that one great season and it's been nothing since. They haven't proven anything to me. Mississippi State has that big game week one. I know it was against UAB, but that was still a great game. They were able to come back from adversity. I like seeing that in my teams, and I think they get it done. I do think it will be a shootout. Take the over if you're betting, because I, I do think both teams are going to light it, light the defenses up. But I think Mississippi State pulls out in the end. 
one score. All right. Missouri at Boston College. This is their first meeting in history. Uh, look, uh, Missouri has a better schedule prepared as Boston College. They only play teams like Colgate, UMass, and Temple. Uh, so I'm picking Missouri all the way. Uh, again, you act like it's their choice to play these garbage teams. That's just not the case. Uh, it's that the case said, here. That said, uh, Mizzou scored uh, 34 points in each of their games so far. BC will not have their starting quarterback, Phil Jerkovic. Uh, this is an easy call. Uh, Tigers here on the road. I, I do think if they had Jerkovic, this would be a closer game, and I think Boston College might be able to pull out the win. I, I think Boston College is that sleeper team in the ACC. They, 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 they might pull off a big win against like a Clemson. NC State, one of those top teams. But without Phil Jerkovic, I don't think they get it done. Yeah, I got Mizzou getting it done on the road. Yeah, you mentioned Clemson, man. Clemson got nothing to do with this. What? I said that Boston College, with the, I said that they're good enough to upset Clemson. That, that's all I said. Okay, we'll wait until they that. face we'll Clemson to, to discuss about that. Let's go to Texas Tech at Texas. I got Texas winning this game outright. Uh, Texas has more better talent than Texas Tech. I do believe this is going to be a shootout. Um, and this is one of the games like I'm going to take your line, Jace. If you're betting on over-under, bet over in this one. The Longhorns will come out victorious at the end. Yeah, look, the Red Raiders throw the ball a lot. Texas' defense hasn't actually faced a passing a passing offense yet this season. That said, Casey Thompson's hitting 77% of his passes. The offense is uh, the best in the Big 12 on third down, and they're just not making mistakes. They're playing really well right now. I think Texas wins this one. This, this I, I think this is going to be a close game. It just always is. I do think... Across the board, Texas is a better team, but they like to play down to their opponents here. If the culture has truly changed in Texas with Steve Sarkeesian, they need to blow them out. I don't think they will. The real key for Texas is get the ball to B. John Robinson, both in the air and through the ground. He's a beast. They just need to run their offense through him, and they will succeed. I think they get that done. I, I do love Tyler Shaw, the transfer from Oregon for Texas Tech. I, I think he will light up this Texas defense. Uh, I think it's close. It, they're gonna. It is gonna be a shootout. A lot of points scored. But I'm gonna go Texas to get it done in the end. All right, we got Michigan versus Rutgers. This game is gonna be at Michigan. I purposely put that there because both these teams are three and zero. Michigan has won six straight meetings out of seven. Both schools have some similarities, really. Uh, Coach Harbaugh and Coach Ciano are trying to improve their programs. I like what both are doing. You know that Michigan have revamped their staff, all their coaches. It's going to be pretty interesting to see who's going to move here. And I'm choosing Michigan. Big ups to my cousin Izzy from Cleveland, Tennessee, who is a big Wolverine fan. Uh, Wolverines on this one. What you got, Joe? Scarlet Knights are third in the nation in turnover margin. They have not turned the ball over at all on offense. They have not allowed more than 261 yards. The pass defense has been outstanding, getting a lot of pressure up front. They've been very aggressive. However, 
Michigan does have the number one rushing attack in the nation with 335 yards or more in every single game, eight yards a carry. Uh, Rutgers has a really good defense. Unfortunately, the offense won't be able to hang with Michigan. This is this is a, a road. Uh, this is a, a a big win in the big house for the Wolverines. I, I've been chasing that Jim Harbaugh little upset loss. The past couple of weeks, and I, I think we have it here. Rutgers, uh, uh, they can get that run game going, which I think they can. That defense is really good. I, I think Michigan's offense is going to struggle. Uh, I think it's going to be a gross, disgusting, gritty game. A lot of running the football, a lot of eating up time of possession. And I'm going to get Rutgers to get it done in the end on the road. I'm so descriptive you are. Whoa. Wow. Wow. I like it. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> I know I left because I, I'm damn. You got me almost wanting to turn my picks, but I won't. Um, Texas A&M Aggies visits Arkansas. This game is happening in Arlington, Texas. And look, I am like back and forth in this game, right? Back and forth, back and forth. I I really don't know. I mean, Aggies have won nine straight meets. The game will be played in Nutrisol, like I told you guys, home of the Dallas Cowboys. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going for Arkansas to upset Texas A&M this weekend. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, A&M's got a good defense, but I think KJ Jefferson and the gang, I think uh, this is this is the this will be the best team A&M has played, and I think it's going to end up being a big punch in the face and a tumble in the rankings. Damn. All right. Yeah, the, that Tyson A&M defense is going to be too much. Arkansas, Sam Pittman's changing the culture there, and he's done really, really well this being his second year. But this is just too much. A&M's for real. Arkansas, they're getting there. They're almost there. They, they will in a couple years be competitive. But A&M is hot right now. A&M gets it done. Very, very decisively. Three touchdowns. I'm very happy that you picked the Aggies. I'm very happy. Okay. We had a lot of similarities. We have some differences now, so it makes it better now. I like it. Not like yesterday when I had Hector on the NFL picks. I mean, Mooney had two differences out of all those games. But I'm glad we, you and I have a different here. Yeah. Moving on to Clemson and North Carolina State. The spread changed. Yes, it went from 11 as of Monday, 10 as of Wednesday, and as of Thursday night, Clemson spread negative nine. Their favorite nine points. So what are the bookies doing on this game? Well, I'm going to tell you right now. This is another upset, my friend. Yes. Yes. I am picking North Carolina State in the spread. Um, you know, it's 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 funny. Uh, obviously, Trevor Lawrence leaving was a was a big hit, but their offensive line looked like coming into the season. It, it could be a weakness three games in. It is definitely worse than anybody thought. The Tigers are last in the ACC in yards per play. So uh, the issue, like with most teams that struggle in offense, it's not necessarily the skill positions. It's the offensive line. 
And I think that does leave them particularly vulnerable against uh, 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 an NC State team that is deep in experience and talent on both sides of the ball. I do think they keep it close. Whether they win this game or not, I don't know. But I will take the points, and I will take NC State. Oh, my goodness. It's hard because, no, it's easy. Clemson, that many points. NC State is – these middle-of-the-pack teams, NC State, Boston College, Wake Forest has looked really good, Virginia Tech, all these middle-of-the-road ACC teams, they can compete with these Clemsons, these NC States, and Miamis this year. Like, there isn't a true top dog at the ACC. I think Clemson wins it, but nine is just too much. I don't even know if nine points will be scored in this game. Damn. <laughs> Could be a nine nothing bust. <laughs> Clemson's defense is really good, and their offense is surprising in this one. You surprised me. So you got you got the the points for North Carolina State. Yeah, listen, yeah. you 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 know you want to say Clemson's gonna explode, and but we and, haven't and, seen it in but, all the games. Yeah, yet. again, there's mm-hmm. no right. I mean, it, because again, I think the problem is uh, is is deeper than than what it looks like. Again, this isn't a a problem with DJ Ugalele. This is a problem with the offensive line and just not not making it not winning the battle up front, and that's causing real problems for Clemson. Mm. Yeah. And that transfer portal is already starting to happen in Clemson. So um so that that tells you there's some there's some issues going on in, in the locker room. Um next game we got is oh, spread. Yep. Tennessee visits Florida. We've seen how Florida was trying to make that comeback to defeat Alabama. Awesome game, awesome finish. They fell short with that two-point conversion. Still questionable on why two people are running with the ball at the same time. Um, It only takes one person to do it, right? But it is what it is. But I am convinced. I got Florida smashing Tennessee, baby. They're going to win over 20 points. Everybody knows I hate Dan Mullins, but you know what? Truth be told, last week, Florida won the battle at the line of scrimmage. Uh, on both sides of the ball, especially on defense, they stymied the the tides run running attack. They caused uh, Bryce Young to run out of the pocket, and credit to that kid because he's a baller, uh, a lesser guy that that really could have been a big problem in Alabama. Uh, all that I think is bad news for the Vols, who have given up a league worst nine sacks and fourteen tackles for loss already. I would say expect uh, Florida to be in that backfield, constantly making big plays. There's no way Tennessee could effectively move the ball against the Gators. I think they win this one. Uh, they they could double this spread. This could be a 38-point win for Florida. Oh, my goodness. Part of me really bad. I really badly want to go to te- with Tennessee because that is do a it. big spread. I'm going to do it. I think a lot of people do are it. high on Florida, especially after that close win. I mean, I'm a close loss to Alabama. Yeah, I, I still think I still don't think Florida is as good as a lot of people think they are. I, I think Tennessee. That's right. Yeah, I'm a good Tennessee. Sounds like Tennessee. that same line I heard. Nineteen's a lot. No, I'm two and zero when I I mentioned Vegas and the spread being weird. Uh, this is going to be three and zero. The spread's weird. A lot of people are high on Florida right now. I'm just seeing the board. I'm seeing through Vegas's eyes. Tennessee's going to cover. 
Florida well, this Florida. is a problem, Jace, because I'm 2-0 and when I pick Florida to win. Mm. 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 I'm just I kidding. I don't think I've ever picked Florida <laughs> to win because I hate them. I tell you what, though. Uh, Tennessee do, does believe in, in two quarterback plays, right? Yeah. Uh, they got uh, Hendon Herber, I think, and Joe Milton the third. And yeah, Milton the third came from Michigan, right? Yeah. Right? Another uh, guy? But then so does Florida. Uh, Florida, well, they're going to start Emory Jones, which is question. I know he, he, he's he been throwing interceptions every game, but it seems like the more interceptions, the more fire Florida gets, right? But Malik Davis is that running back that's a big threat to Tennessee, and I won't be surprised if he gets over at least 250 yards uh, rushing because that dude's nasty, man. That offensive line for Florida is no joke, and, and they stepped it up, okay? They could have quit. They could have quit against Alabama, down 21-3. to They fought back all the way to the end. They fell short, and I think that will continue against Tennessee, and I feel sorry for Tennessee. But, all right, you, you want to go? You think it's less than 19? That's cool. Here's another one. Oklahoma and West Virginia, this game is playing at Oklahoma. Oklahoma's favorite at 16-and-a-half. I'm actually going for West Virginia on this one. This game is not going to be a blowout. Uh, West Virginia had a really great defense last year. It looks uh, not quite as great as it was last year. Pretty darn close. Uh, Letty Brown, 265 yards and five touchdowns leading that offense. Fact of the matter is, I don't want to beat this, this, this drum, but Spencer Rattler, there's something ain't right there. Uh, he's probably already cost himself the Heisman. Uh, Oklahoma, I, I, I just never, I never, I've never liked Oklahoma ever, ever in my life. Um, again, this is one of those games where I'm going to take the 16 and a half. I don't know that West Virginia wins, but I know Oklahoma is not going to kick their ass. I'm confident in that. Damn. I, I, it, it's tough because, yeah, you're right. Spencer Radler. He didn't look great. I mean, he but he does have these down moments, and then he eventually picks it up. This could be a trap game. I, I, I they have Kansas State next week, and you know that circled after the past two times they they went up against them. You know that they're looking at that. But can West Virginia come off that big win against Texas uh, Virginia Tech and get it done? I don't think so. Oklahoma looked bad against Nebraska last week. I think they pick it up. Uh, I think this is a big, big win by 35 points. I'm going to go Oklahoma to get it done. I'm writing it down. If they win by 35, I'll 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 pie myself in the face <laughs> next week, Chase. Oh, I owe you that. Another podcast. If Oklahoma wins this game by 35 points and they won't, I will I will literally open the show without without a word. The intro will happen and I'll just pie myself and then I'll do the intro to the show. Okay. Uh, Outstanding. Yeah. This is a bet. I like it. You know why, Ovi? You know why I'm doing it? What's that? I like I like so far. I like everything Jace has said for four straight weeks. <laughs> hey, you know what I mean? Cool. Jace knows his stuff, uh, and I'll never doubt that. But for some mm-hmm. reason, come showtime, 
Sometimes he just, all the knowledge that he has, he throws out the window and just says, absurdity hasn't happened yet this year. And mm. it's why he's picked so well. And yeah. so if you're right about this, Jace, hey, I, was a I will year. start the show face full of pie and I'll leave it. It, I, it, it will have to come off on its own. No <laughs> towels, right. no towels, no hands. regular season champion. All right. USC versus Oregon State. This game is happening at USC. I don't know why, but USC's favorite, 11 points, and I will not go for USC. I am going for Oregon State. I love the Beavers. Always have, I'm gonna always take will. I'm going to take Hector's real name. He's, he calls them the Neavers. The so, Neavers, man. The Neavers. Yeah, I like I said when the show started, boy, uh they they can move the football pretty well. The offensive line's pretty solid. The defense has been making plays happen. They spent a lot of time in your backfield. Uh they've got the talent. They really do. Uh it's been a while since Oregon State's hasn't been awful. Ken Simonton, I believe was there the last time Oregon State was of any kind of relevance. Uh, I, I do. I, again, I'm not sure that they win the game outright, but I think, I think the beeves will stay within, uh, 11 points of the Trojans. Well, they were pretty good with uh, Brandon cooks there too, but, uh, I'm gonna go USC. Uh, I, I, I think they really would. needed that change in clay Helen. Uh, I think the offense is, and they needed that win last week. I, I know it wasn't an impressive win. I mean, against an oppressive opponent, but they got it done and they needed that, especially coming off the mess with the Stanford game. Uh, I think they get back on track. They had their one hiccup in that Stanford game. I think it, throughout here, smooth sailing, I think they take care of business because uh, Keaton Slovis is really good. Ingram is a really good running back. He wasn't getting the ball enough with Helton, so I, I think him getting the ball more will really, really help USC. So I'm going to take the, the Trojans to get it done by two touchdowns. All right. And over under, we got TCU versus SMU. This is the trying to make things odd since, you know, 11 games is good enough. Uh, 65 and a half. This point's actually increased from two days ago. And I'm going over in this game. And this is this game is going to be in Fort Worth, Texas, home of TCU. So I'm going over on this game. Uh, my final score will be 42 to 38. Uh, yeah, I got a 42 21. So I'm going to take the under. <laughs> I, I should have predicted this. 64 points. Exactly. I was like, this guy will make it to that 0.5. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying really hard to use football numbers to get 65. He just couldn't do it. Oh, dude, th this is tough because both these teams can really sling the football. They can let it fly. But, I mean, th both these teams, when they play, they play each other close. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I think there will be a lot of turnovers, a uh, couple interceptions on each side. That that keep the yeah I, I'm honestly with Joe I think it's under but barely under like yeah, I, okay. I, I, 
I like Jace, it. Jace, oh, Jace, tell me Vegas, when they come up with the over-under, they're not like always like so even, and then that half point, you're like, ooh, ooh yeah. is that all about? <laughs> you're right. Where are you coming hmm. up with that half a point? Mm-hmm. They're going to take yeah. that money. I got a feeling this is you're going to be right around 63, 64 points in this one. It's going to be really close. And 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 the temptation is there, I think, to take the over because your score doesn't sound crazy. Who's that? 42, Mine? 38, you said, right? Yeah. All right. So could, I'm going to tell you That why. could easily be the score, and that's way over 65. I, I could totally go oh. with that. I just feel like, I don't know, maybe it's too early in the season for, for a, a, a shootout like this. It's never too early. You're probably right. I'm just trying to find some rationale for what I'm saying. But I'm going to tell you right now, the last three times they play at Fort Worth, the the total points were 79, 92, 103. And Fort Worth, which they're playing this Saturday. If it was in Dallas, then the points would drop to 54, 36, and 56. So... That's why I'm saying there's something going on in Fort Worth that 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 football just stays in the air. So it's gonna be interesting to see. You wanna you wanna tune into that game. To to be honest, I didn't realize Dallas and Fort Worth were two different cities. I thought Dallas Fort Worth was just one thing. Yeah, well, they're actually I 20 goals across both cities, man. Um it takes about 30 to 40 minutes travels between the two cities. Only because I've Jeez. done that already. But uh yeah, absolutely. Uh but hey, uh once again, thank you for watching. Um, we're not it's the show's not over yet, but please subscribe to all four downs on YouTube. Also follow us on Facebook and of course go to clovercrestmedia.com uh to know all the other podcasts that's going on. So by all means, Joe, thank you. Jace, thank you, and by all means, Joe, you got the so it seems even the United States Supreme Court has the SEC's back. Everyone does these days, uh, despite the fact most of the people uh, on the Supreme Court are Ivy Leaguers. In the case, and you might not know about this, but there was a, uh, a case went to the Supreme Court, Alston versus NCAA. It was decided this past June, the Supreme Court, in a rare 9 nothing vote, went against the NCAA's appeal to deny education-based benefits. As a matter of fact, the justices admonished the NCAA for illegally, quote, suppressing the pay, end quote, to athletes while the association itself generates billions of dollars in revenue every year. So much for this being all about the kids. Now, this landmark case allows schools to provide benefits that are tethered to education up to $6,000 per year. Guess who's already in on it? That's right. SEC teams who give these benefits can also promise internships that involve overseas travel, transportation if a vehicle is deemed a educational benefit. All 14 SEC programs would be providing football and basketball athletes the full amount of that benefit, which will give the nation's most powerful conference, yet another huge recruiting advantage. Now, the college football playoff expansion, as you know, has been delayed in large part because of concern that the SEC already has too much of a competitive and monetary advantage 
especially since they added Texas and Oklahoma. So the SEC gets stronger. We still don't have a real playoff system, but at least the student athletes can get some computers. Not that the guys in the SEC actually go to class. Thanks for checking out all four downs, part of the CMG Sports Podcast Network. Visit clovercrestmedia.com for more great shows and get all the latest college football news at hhwshow.com. For Jace Garcia and Obi Muniz, I am Joe McGuire. We'll catch you right back here Thursday night, 8 o'clock, for all four downs. 